everyone, my name is Zachary Rodier and welcome to episode 51 of 614 Check here on the Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio Podcast Network. We have a great show for you today and in this episode we are going to get to the Ohio State women's hockey team as they took on Minnesota State at home and then we're going to get to their next game which is against the University of Minnesota in the Gophers. It's going to be a big one. We'll also preview the men's hockey series this week versus Penn State and then we'll get to the Blue Jackets recapping their Western Canadian road trip and then talk about the All-Star weekend just a little bit as well. Um, But that's going to be it for everything in the intro so without further ado let's get right into this week's focus talking about the Ohio State men's and women's hockey teams and then the Blue Jackets and the NHL All-Star break. Enjoy. Let's now get into this week's focus, talking about the Ohio State women's hockey team. The number one Buckeyes earned a 6-2 win over Minnesota State Friday night at OSU Ice Rink. Uh, And the Buckeyes had nine players record at least a point, while Jen Garner and Peyton Levis each got two goals. Madison Buzal got three assists in that game. Jakes went 1-1-2, and and Brooke Bink got her first goal of the regular season with her grandfather in attendance, which was really, really cool to see, uh, and just the emotion through there. But this was a very interesting game, this first one. Peyton Levis uh, gave the Buckeyes the one nothing lead uh, after the first period. Then Minnesota State quickly um, tied it 2.30 into the second period. Jakes regained it, making it 2-1. And then... Gardner got a second one, or her first goal of the game, actually, to make it 3-1, second goal for the Buckeyes in that period. Minnesota State, they got one back, and they made it a 3-2 game going into the third period, and then Buckeyes scored three, uh, and they got a lone power play goal. Uh, It was their only power play opportunity. Gardner got one. Levis got a second one, and then Brookbank. Closed out the night with a goal uh, assisted by Sloan Matthews. And it was a 6-2 game, so it was a close game for the first two periods. But then the Buckeyes absolutely dominated in that third period to get themselves the win. And it was a classic Buckeye game, shots-wise, 48-17, to shots on goal-wise. And actually, it was Quinn Kuntz who got the start for the Ohio State Buckeyes, making 15 saves. Uh, and you got to give respect to Barbro. Uh, the goaltender for Minnesota State. She played a great game, uh, despite letting in six goals, had 42 saves. That guys were one for one on the power play. The Mavericks were one for two. Faceoff-wise, though, Minnesota State actually won the faceoffs 26-25, something that isn't usual when going against this Ohio State Buckeyes team. Let's now talk about the second game, and it was the Buckeyes who... In the first game on Friday, had a ton of momentum in that third period, uh, scoring a lot of goals, and it started very similar to the Saturday game, and the Buckeyes had three goals in that first period. McKenna Webster got the first one. Uh, Peyton Levis scored her third goal of the weekend to make it 2 nothing, and then Sophie Lundin got her second career goal um, to make it a 3 nothing game. 
Uh, the Buckeyes added 13 shots on goal in the second period. They couldn't get the back of the net. And Minnesota State scored two goals in the frame to bring it. The Buckeyes lead down to one goal. So it was a very similar story again. It was a very long period. This weekend was very fast-paced, especially in the third on Friday. And then the first period was super quick uh, on the Saturday game. The second period felt like an eternity. Lots of stoppages. Lots of video reviews. Uh, but then the Buckeyes made it a 4-2 game. It was uh, Wemple who went to the box for the Mavericks. It was a major penalty contact to the head on Peyton Levis. And on the major power play, the Buckeyes and Riley Bregman found the back of the net, giving the Buckeyes the 4-2 lead. Um, and gave the Buckeyes the win to sweep the weekend in regulation and get the Buckeyes two um, games of three points, so a total of six for the weekend, which is very crucial in the WCHA right now. The Buckeyes still trail Minnesota by two points in the WCHA standings, um, but really how it turns out right now, uh, and we'll discuss it just in a second. Let's get to the stats first, Buckeyes. Winning the faceoffs 31 to 18. Um, and the Buckeyes shots on goals 49 to 24. Keeley got 22 saves for the Ohio State Buckeyes in this game. Um, but let's talk about it just for a second. Ohio State, they are now in a place where it's going to be a very difficult next three weeks for them. It's going to really ramp them up for the playoffs. And, you know, you can always have that argument. Is it good to play amazing teams at the end and then go straight into the playoffs? Or is it good to rest some of your players, get things going? And you can make both arguments, but right now the Buckeyes don't seem ready to go. They're really excited. Um, we talked to some of the players after the game, including uh, associate coach Peter Lander, and he said like they are in playoff mode already. It's playoff mindset. They want the first win the Julian by Cup, then the final faceoff, and then, of course, the national championship. That's always the goal. Um, so right now, that's the playoff mindset for them as they're going to be taking on number three, Minnesota, and then number eight, Wisconsin, on the final weekend. Both of those being on the road and then sandwiched in between those two road series will be the senior weekend uh, versus St. Thomas at home. So it's very difficult matchups. With all due respect to St. Thomas in the Wisconsin and Minnesota matchups, both of them being ranked. Uh, St. Thomas will still be a good test for them and the Buckeyes because they could see St. Thomas in the first round of the WCHA playoffs. Um, so you could have a little bit of a preview there. Um, Buckeyes would most likely play St. Thomas if they ended up second in the WCHA, most likely playing Bemidji in the first round if they win the Julian by Cup, but that, of course, can change in the next few weeks. But right now, and especially with Ohio State and Minnesota playing each other this coming weekend, it is really Ohio State's destiny is in their hands. If they win out, it really seems that it is their Julian by Cup to lose. Um, and that would be they would be in a very good position to win that trophy and win the regular season and be the number one seed in the WCHA playoffs. Because right now, if they take all six points away from Minnesota and then they get six points 
versus St. Thomas, and then six points against Wisconsin. According to how it looks right now, like no other team could really catch to the Buckeyes at that point. If it's a split, then the Buckeyes would hope that Minnesota would lose at another time against Wisconsin the following weekend, or they would have to hope um, that Minnesota would lose another game. If it goes into overtime, it's different scenarios as well. Um, but after the weekend is over for Minnesota, and we talk about it on the podcast next week, um, we will definitely um, be able to discuss how it all works out and what the clinching scenarios and things are like that. And we will do that in next week's episode. But with this Minnesota series, it is huge for regular season implications. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how these two teams match up. It's going to be offense, defense, and faceoffs are going to be the key. I know that's a whole state of hockey, and that's how it just works out. But when these two teams are very close opponents, everything has to go right for your team. If Minnesota, everything has to go right for them to beat Ohio State and Ohio State vice versa. And if they both are at their A game next weekend, it's going to be two fantastic, entertaining games that I cannot wait to watch. And we will see um, face-off-wise for the Buckeyes how it all turns out. Uh, Malte had a very good game in that second uh, with face-off-wise, uh, which was really good to see. And the Buckeyes were filling in as well on the face-off circle. Uh, so we will see how it all turns out. But again, huge weekend, huge implications, and all eyes in the WCHA on the top two teams in the conference are really going to depend. And who wins the Julian by Cup, in my opinion, this coming weekend, it is really up to how it all plays out this weekend. If Minnesota can get four out of the six points, it will look really good for them. Uh, obviously, things can still go wrong and nothing's locked. But if the Buckeyes can sweep the Gophers, um, that will be an unbelievable weekend for them. And we will see. It's difficult to do it on the road at Ritter Arena, um, but we will see how it all turns out. The first game uh, on Friday is going to be 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Big Ten Plus, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, Big Ten Plus as well. I believe it may be viewed on cable television in Minnesota. We'll update that on our social media when we get that information. Uh, but for those in the Ohio State region, uh, it is 100% going to be on Big Ten Plus. And in Minnesota, it'll be on Big Ten Plus either way as well. Um, let's talk about the Ohio State men's hockey team a little bit. They had a bye week, and this is... Very important week for them, in my opinion, this bye week. Getting them ready for the final stretch, because it's not an easy road for them either. We talk about the women's team. The men's team has a very difficult schedule to end the year as well. They'll face um, a very good Penn State team. We don't know how the rankings will turn out yet, but top 10 Penn State team uh, at home. And then they'll go on the road um, to play Notre Dame. And then they will have the Michigan game on Thursday and then the outdoor first energy stadium face off on the lake where Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio will be there. And then they end the season, uh regular season, of course, on the road at Minnesota, which is a brutal way to end this season as well. Um so it's this weekend and this spy week was really crucial to the Buckeyes. We'll see um how it all turns out. 
Friday, uh, the game will be at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, on Big Ten Plus and Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio, OSU Radio as well. Saturday, it'll be a 6.30 p.m. start, uh, Big Ten Network, and it'll be on Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio and OSU Radio as well. And, of course, the games are at the Sean Steen Arena in Columbus uh, this weekend. So if you are here and you want to go watch those, uh, those will be some good games between uh, top 10 opponents there. Let's talk about the Blue Jackets now. They uh, were in Western Canada and then to Seattle this past weekend. They lost 4-3 to three in overtime in Calgary, uh, which was Johnny Gaudreau's uh, return there. Uh, so same with Eric Branson. And Johnny Gaudreau at the beginning of this game got a penalty shot, which was pretty crazy. He he did miss he did miss it and he missed the net, uh, but nonetheless uh, he was booed during that game. But he was the second star of that game, uh, so uh, it was a good game for him. And the Blue Jackets they played really well in this game, and it was an overtime goal for Calgary. Which, in my opinion, there were two calls that the referees missed, uh, both tripping Line and Gaudreau. But nonetheless, Blue Jackets uh, take the loss there, and then they go to Edmonton and they beat. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid on TNT, uh, 3-2 final score, Boone Jenner, Marchenko uh, getting his 11th goal of the season and his 11th point. He's had no assists, and Kent Johnson got the OT winner. Uh, then going to Vancouver, Blue Jackets lost 5-2, to uh, and Marchenko got his 12th goal and his 13th goal in that game. Um, for 13 goals, no assists, for 13 points. And this kid has been really impressive uh, for this Blue Jackets team. And he's looking really good. And then the Jackets went to Seattle the next day, um, and Kent Johnson got the lone goal as the Jackets fell 3-1. to one. Um, And now this week, there's only one game. Uh, they'll face off the Washington Capitals on Tuesday. Um, and we will have, that will be at Nationwide Arena, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Valley Sports in the Ohio region, NBC Sports, Washington, and the Washington Capitals region, and then, of course, ESPN Plus everywhere else. We will have a Canon Digest episode. Myself and Evan Hartman uh, will have that on the Canon Digest, so make sure you go to linktr.ee slash Canon Digest or click the link in the description for uh, the episode on there, and it will come around two hours or so post-game, uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And it's the All-Star weekend and the All-Star game, and I'm really excited to see how that will all turn out, and uh, I'm very fortunate I'll be down there for those festivities. Not sure if we'll specifically be at any of the events, uh, but we will see how it all turns out, and we'll, of course, uh, recap it all, but I mean, if you are going to be in Florida for the All-Star Game, it's going to be really cool. The Fan Fest is going to be on the Fort Lauderdale Beach Park, which is really cool. Thursday, that's noon to 8 p.m. Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then the doors open, and the skills competition is 7 to 10 o'clock at night at FLA Live Arena. Saturday, uh, the All-Star Game will be 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, and that will be really cool as well. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau looks like he will, um, in fact, take the accuracy shooting, according to 31 Thoughts uh, on Saturday, 
Saturday night uh, hockey night in Canada. Um, but just so it is set, the Central and Pacific will play at 3 p.m. on ABC and ESPN Plus. 4 p.m. will be the Metro in the Atlantic. And then uh, right after that game, I believe at around 5, uh, will be when the winners of those two will play for the championship. And then for the skills competition, we're going to get into that in the rapid headlines in college quarter. But some classic skills comps, but also some with some Florida flair as well. So let's start talking about those and everything else around the NHL and NCAA sphere when it comes to hockey when we get to the rapid headlines and college corner. Now let's get into the rapid headlines and college corner here on 614 check. Just a few things here, not a lot, but let's talk about the All-Star weekend continuing the conversation from this week's focus. Uh, and once again, women's hockey players uh, will be included in the NHL All-Star Weekend. Team USA stars Alex Carpenter and Hillary Knight, along with Team Canada's Emily Clark, Rebecca Johnson, and Sarah Nurse, will be joining in on the fun in the All-Star Skills Competition. We also know in the women's hockey sphere, Daryl Watts, former Patty Kazmaier winner, revealed her PHF salary, $150,000. Uh, for the 2023-24 season, which would make her the highest-paid pro women's hockey player, which is really cool to see. We also know that the stadium series for the Canes and Capitals, their jerseys have come out. We know that the Vancouver Canucks uh, and Kazmenko uh, closed in on a two-year extension at $5.5 million a year. Uh, we know that Austin Matthews will miss a minimum of three weeks after sustaining a knee sprain, uh, which gets him out of the All-Star weekend, uh, and that means that Alexander Barkov of the Florida Panthers will fill in for that role. Uh, we also know in the women's hockey sphere, the Badgers game against St. Cloud State this coming week, uh, the fill the bowl game at Cole Center, all 9,000 tickets have been sold out uh, and distributed, which is really cool. Blue Jackets also say Gus Nyquist is at indefinitely an upper body injury. That's not good for the Jackets performance-wise and trade deadline-wise as well. Um, and the Blue Jackets then same Blade Pedersen off waivers from Vancouver, uh, and he will be number 18 on the Blue Jackets roster, um, which is definitely going to uh, be interesting there, and we'll see how Lane and the rest of the Blue Jackets continue to fare only one game, of course, um, before the All-Star weekend. Uh, and now let's talk about the All-Star skills competition. Um, and let's take a look at those right now. Uh, and in addition to the mascot showdown, which happens every year, let's look at the NHL All-Stars skills competition. Uh, and here they are now. So there will be the Chipotle Fish and Putt, where players will combine their hockey and golf skills on a par-4 golf hole featuring an island green. Uh, six players will participate, the winner being the one who successfully sinks the puck slash ball in the hole with the fewest shots using a combination of hockey and golf shot. If there's a tie, the longest drive determines the winner. Then there'll be the Discover NHL Tendi Tandem. Eight goalies will work in tandems, one shooting and the other in the net. 
The shooting goalie from a division will take a shot from a designated mark and award at three points if the shot goes in the hole. This is like a goalie goal. Uh, two, if it hits in the net, target zero if it misses the net. In that goalie will face one or two or three players, depending on points earned from the shooting goalie. Uh, players start from center ice and must shoot on the rush. And NHL shootout rules apply. Uh, and then there will also be um, the Enterprise NHL Splash Shot, which will be on the beach at Fort Lauderdale. Will actually be during the Fan Fest on Thursday. You can watch the taping live. Uh, will feature eight players divided into four teams of two. Players are required to hit all targets before attempting to dunk their opponents, winner being the one to dunk his or opponent first, uh, which will be really cool. So it's, it's a carnival dunk tank uh, on the beach, which you can't get better than that. We'll still have the fastest skater, hardest shot, breakaway challenge, accuracy shooting. The winner of each event gets $30,000. Uh, so that's going to be it for the All-Star Skills Competition. Uh, really going to be fun to see how that turns out, uh, and make sure you stay tuned on that as well. But that's going to be it for the Rapid Headlines in College Corner here on 614. Check that for their due. Let's get right into the outro. I hope you enjoyed episode 51 of 614 Check here on the Scarlet Gray Sports Radio Podcast Network. Make sure you follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The handle at 614check, 4check spelled F-O-R-E-C-H-E-C-K. Um, that's going to be it for this episode. And thank you so much for listening. My name is Zach Rodier, and we'll catch you next time on episode 52 of 614check. Thanks.